son Yisrael is in uh, Rabbi Kamenetsky's shir in the ninth grade, and they're learning Masech's Kiddushin, and then when they got to Daf Yud Beis Amud Beis, at a certain point Rabbi Kamenetsky said, Yisrael, your father should give a 10-minute halacha share on this topic. So my Rebbe says that I should give a 10-minute halacha share on this topic, so I'm giving on this topic. The topic is whether a, an engaged couple, Hassan and Kala, can sleep in the same house. When they're engaged, a lot of times one wants to go to the other for Shabbos, and the Baruch Hashem, many people live in uh, houses with ample space and ample amount of bedrooms. So can they sleep in the same house or is there some sort of prohibition in doing so? The Gemari in Kiddushin on Daf Yud Beis Amun Beis lists eight things for which Rav would give Malkus. The Rav Mangid, al the Makadish Bashuka, for someone who would be Makadish woman out in the open uh, town square, Val the Makadish or someone who's Makadish with Bia, Val the Makadish Bilo Shiduchi, who's Makadish woman without ever getting engaged, Val the Mavatil Gita, someone who's Mavatil Gat, Mosama Dog Gita, Mansar Shuk Rabbanon, Val the Chalashamti the Vetos Nyomin, Val, last one, Chasana de Dyer Be Chamua, by his son in law. Who lives by his mother-in-law? Says Gemara, did Dyer in Chalif Lo? Only if he lives there, and not if he just occasionally spends time there. Wasn't there the case where there was a son-in-law who just would spend time by the door of his mother-in-law's house, and uh, and and Rav Sheshes gave him Malkus? Rashi explains that answer is that that was a particularly bad case where the mother-in-law was already suspected of inappropriate behavior with the son-in-law and that's why it was particularly bad over there. But generally speaking, it's only an iser did dire bechamua. It's not an iser of chalif. So what seems from this Gemara is that there's some sort of iser for a son-in-law to be by the mother-in-law. What is the nature of this iser? There are six shitos that I was able to find to identify the nature of this iser that the Gemara talks about. It happens to be at the end of the Gemara. The Gemara is another version of the Gemara where, there's, uh, where Rav would only give Malchus on one of those things, but still all of them are forbidden to do. One is not allowed to do any of those things. So Rashi on the spot, Tibra Maskil Ve'al Chasana, Quotes the Gemara in Pesachim Kuf Yud Gimel Amid Beis that says, "Have a zayir be harishon. Be very careful with your wife from your eldest son, not oldest, from your first son-in-law, because we're afraid that your wife is always going to have a special affinity for the first son-in-law, and therefore she might be the son-in-law might be nichshal with the mother-in-law." The Gemara says. So Rashi says that's exactly what's going on over here. The reason the son-in-law is not allowed to live by the mother-in-law is because we don't trust the son-in-law and mother-in-law. It's not chasen and kala. Son-in-law and mother-in-law to be in the same house. The Tosas Riyazakin asks that if that's the problem, then it should have said Bechamoso, not Bechamua. It sounds like it's the father-in-law's house that's the problem, not the mother-in-law's house that's the problem. It should have said mother-in-law's house if that was really the issue. The Mi'iri in Yevamason in Beza Medal of Tibra Maschal Makadesh sounds like he's saying that it's only a problem with the first son-in-law, which would fit the Gemara in Psachim. That's what the Gemara says of Yizar Chasana Harishon, the first son-in-law, has that special place in her heart. However, the Rashbam in Babasudav Tzadichas Amir Beis 
Dibar Maschal Bechamei says it applies to all sons-in-law. It's just that the most common one to have that problem with is the first son-in-law. But really, in a chinami, this would apply to all sons-in-law. So that is one approach to the Gemara, having nothing to do with an engaged couple. That a son-in-law and a mother-in-law simply cannot be trusted together because there is this special relationship where a mother-in-law can't be trusted with a son-in-law. A second possibility, the Ritva in Masech's Babas, says that the problem is that people will suspect him of wrongdoing with his mother-in-law, even though they're not actually going to be doing anything wrong, and that's going to be a violation of that a person has to live his life in a way that he's above suspicion. So you don't want to do something that looks suspicious, and a son-in-law living, getting too chummy with the mother-in-law, living in the mother-in-law's house, that looks suspicious, even if there's nothing going on. Third approach is the Tosas Riyazakin over, over here in Kiddushin, Yerbeiz Amnbeiz, Dibar Maschal Chasana, quotes Yesh Mefarshim, which happens to be the opinion of the Shita Lonodalmi as well, that it's speaking about after Kiddushin but before Nisuin. And the issue, now we're getting a little closer to our issue, the issue is one of Pritzos. It's not nothing to do with the mother-in-law. It's preachers with the kala that after kiddushin she's asur liolam, but she's not yet mutaris lebaila. So they're going to be sleeping in the same house. They're going to be living in the same house. It's a it's a problem of preachers. That's how the Tosfos Zakin quotes the Rambam in Ilchus Yisurei Bia Peruch Aval Valachatazvav suggests that it's azus panim. And the Tosfos Yazakin suggests that this this concern exists even after Nisuin. That it's Stam, it's a level of uh, of chutzpah. Unclear what he means by that. Unclear to me, at least, what he means by that. What exactly is the chutzpah in living by the mother-in-law's house? The fifth approach is mentioned by the Ramah in Darke Moshe, Eben Ezer, Simin Nunhei, on the bottom of the tour. He writes that the concern is that they'll have yichud. And therefore, this is not a concern if it's a house that has a lot of people in it. But if there aren't that many people in the house and there's, uh, they're, they're, they're sleeping in the same house, so there's always a concern that there might be a yichud issue. Tarki Moshe then goes on to say that the concern is maybe that yakutsu zemizeh, that they might grow disgusted with each other if they sleep in the same house. Unclear exactly how that could happen. But the assumption probably is that they're going to you know, wake up in the morning and they'll see each other first thing in the morning. People aren't looking their best or whatever. They'll have a, too much familiarity with each other. They'll be too close to each other. And they're going to come to a point where they get tired of each other. And you don't want them to be tired of each other at that stage after Shiduch and the Ramah assumes. This is talking about before Erisim even. Before the marriage even begins whatsoever. This is uh, an, what we would call an engaged couple. Tosos in Dibramaskubakulu says that nowadays where everybody knows that people live by their in-laws because of Tovas Hana'a, they need to uh, be supported a little bit, so then there would be no Isser. That Luchora doesn't fit with Rashi because the concern of the mother-in-law not behaving herself, Luchora should still apply. It does fit with the Ritva very nicely because the common practice would take away the Chashat. Meaning the Ritva says that the whole problem is Vizim Nikim, that it's going to be a violation of Vizim Nikim because everyone's going to be choshed. What's going on? Why is the son in law spending so much time there? But if that's become the common practice, no one's going to, it's not going to raise any eyebrows, no one's going to be suspicious of anything. Halacha, the Ramah in Ebenezer Simon Hay says that a Meshudach and a Meshudeches should not live in the same house even if they avoid all Isura Yichud. And the Ramah says because of Shabbat Yakutsu. 
The Ramah says that the concern is that they're, they're going to become too familiar with each other, they're going to become bored with each other, disgusted with each other, however you want to translate it, but that it's going to have a negative impact on their relationship if they stay in the same house, if they live together in the same home, even if there are many other people that are living there as, as well. Sometimes you have like a chassan from, uh, from a different city and he's going to yeshiva or to school or whatever in the city where his kala lives and it's just the easiest thing. Let him just live in his in-law's house. You know, they have an extra room or whatever. The Ramah says one should not do that. They should not live under the same roof. They should not live in the same home. Uh, even if they could manage to avoid all these suri yichud, because they're not married yet. Shami Yakutsu. It's going to be bad for the relationship. In, uh, there are many chuvasvarim that discuss whether there should be additional restrictions also, specifically at a time when a couple is engaged, because it's a very difficult time psychologically, knowing that you're going to, this is the person you're going to marry, and everything is going to be mutter one day. You know, there's going to be a point where, uh, where, where there's physical intimacy with this person, and you know that that is the case. So it's not like uh, this is something that, that, uh, that you don't know if there's going to be a lasting relationship with the person. Plus, you know, the Yetzirah is extremely strong. You're already very, very close with this person. You already feel a tremendous amount of love. So different posts can have different levels of gedarim that they suggest. It should be noted, not all gedarim suggested by all poskim are appropriate for all communities. Everyone needs to know which gedarim make most sense for them. Just uh, for example, in Tshuva's Mishnah Alachos, Chelek Tesim Reish Samaches, Rabbi Klein lists all the potential problems of closeness during this time of engagement, problems of Histaklus, Hirhurim, Kishoy Ladas, the Ramah's concern that it's going to be maybe Sina, and um, even though the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that it's Taklus is Mutter before Shiduchim, before you get engaged, in order to, to be able to figure out whether you want to marry this woman, so you're allowed to take a good look and see if uh, she appears beautiful to you. The Mishnah Allah goes to great lengths to show that once the Shiduchim is done, it now becomes Asal Istaklus, meaning once they're engaged, the Yisra Istaklus comes back. In Yisun Kilchsa, Paragimel Os Sadialif in the Haaret 248, footnote 248, says that Mr. Brewer and I in Hesukan Zayin defines his stocklist, though, you have to be careful how you define it, as looking with intention for pleasure. But regularly, you know, just seeing her face, you know, that's not called a stocklist, that's just seeing, that's totally fine. The Kleisenberger in Divrei Yatsev, Evan Ezer, Simon Lamadalit, strongly uh, objects to a person who wanted to be makel on the issue of his taklas. So that's something that a person has to be very careful about during a period of engagement, in addition to uh, living in the same house, which the Ramah says is us. The issue is Yaakov and Simon and Hesef Bay says that it's worthwhile to take Nidarin in these areas. That this is something that, it's, that a person should be extra, extra careful about and even take Nidarim about. In uh, Stechemed, um, in the name of the Sefer Kadmon Mishnas Shalah, uh, and and the name of the Chuvas Ma'abid Chel Gilmel Siminayin Zayin says they should they should really try to avoid visiting each other's homes as much as possible. So again, different gedarim for different people. The common practice, I think, seems to be that people are careful not to sleep in the same house while they're engaged. I think uh, the common practice seems to be that when the guy goes to the girl's house for Shabbos, they put him up by a neighbor. And when the girl goes to the guy's house for Shabbos, the common practice seems to be that they put the guy up by a neighbor and the girl sleeps 
in the uh, the in-laws in the in-laws house. Maybe that difference of the girl sleeping in the in-laws house, but not the guy sleeping in the in-laws house. May, you know, the guy sleeping by a neighbor when he goes there. Maybe that's based on the source in the Gemara and all of those Rishonim that hold that he shouldn't be in the mother-in-law's house. And it's not only about the kala, but certainly with the kala, we don't want it to be that they get the feeling that they're already living together in the same house, even if it's just for a few Shabbos or whatever for Yantif. We want them to have they should have a certain level of uh, healthy distance, even as their relationship progresses and develops.